On this week's Jeep Talk Show, we hear about all the details surrounding FCA's major vehicle buyback program from all those recalls. We start counting down to the 200th episode, and Dan from the 4x4 podcast talks about the 4x4 radio network. I talk about the Rubicon Express small super ride bushing. We've got your voicemails to play. We just love spreading that YouTube love. And we have a very special Stitcher radio review to share. We hear from the mind of Nikki G. Tammy reviews the Rugged Ridge Fourliners, and I talk about some upcoming off-road events. We also debut a new CJ segment here on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler, Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. First week in G. Well, this week's Jeep, this week in Jeep story uh, is going to have a title similar to a James Brown song, The Big Payback. I wish I could have that playing in the background as I talk this uh, through the story here, but we're going to call this The Big Buyback instead. Fiat Chrysler must offer to buy back from customers hundreds of thousands of vehicles, including Ram pickup trucks and other rigs. The biggest such action in U.S. history. This is really a big deal, folks. As part of a costly deal with the safety regulators to settle legal problems in about two dozen recalls. The Italian-American automaker also faces a record civil fine of up to $105 million. That's really the least of their worries. In addition, owners of more than a million older Jeeps with vulnerable rear-mounted gas tank skids or da- gas tanks will be able to trade them in or be paid by Chrysler to have the vehicles repaired. Now, that unto itself isn't necessarily new news. The Ram pickups, however, which are the, many of the company's top-selling vehicles, uh, have defective steering parts, which can cause drivers to lose control. Good times right there. Some previous repairs have been unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. Look, Ma, no hands. So Fiat Chrysler agreed to buy, agreed to the buyback program, according to the NHTSA. Owners also have the option of getting them repaired. The agency said in documents released Sunday, under the agreement, Fiat Chrysler has to buy back Ram trucks for the purchase price minus depreciation. Specific details of the buyback program have not been released, but are expected to be revealed in the coming weeks. Owners are expected to receive some sort of premium should they choose to sell the vehicles back to Fiat Chrysler rather than having them repaired. The cash outlay could be substantial in some cases. According to Kelly Blue Book, a 2010 Dodge Ram 1500, one of the smaller, less expensive trucks involved in the recalls, could fetch $20,000 in a dealer trade-in assuming the truck has around 60,000 miles on it as in, and is in good condition. At that rate, if Chrysler had to buy back even a quarter of the trucks at issue, it could spend $2.5 billion. Fiat Chrysler said more than 60% of the trucks, however, have already been fixed and the company is allowed to repair and resell the trucks it buys back. Under the consent order, the automaker will take several steps to either improve the repair rate or take off the road Jeep Grand Cherokees sold during the 1993 to 1998 model years. So that means all you ZJ owners out there might uh, be required to take your vehicle off the road. Well, in some cases, that might not be a bad thing. Now, SUVs have not already been repaired. will be eligible to receive a $1,000 incentive over fair market (laughs) value of the vehicle. 
Now, if you guys uh, are anything like me, I'm thinking about a 1993 ZJ being worth about 500 bucks. So a $1,000 incentive over the fair market value of the vehicle is not going to be a huge incentive. So with that in mind, here is the list of model, models eligible for the buyback. So get your pens and paper out, people. The 2008-2012 Dodge Ram 1500, 2008-2012 Dodge Ram 2500, and the 3500, and the 4500, and the 2008-2012 Dodge Ram 550. Also, the 2009 Chrysler Aspen, 2009 Dodge Durango, and 2009-2011 Dodge Dakota. Meanwhile, owners of the Jeep Grand Cherokees sold between 93 and 2004 will be offered a gift card of $100 if they bring their vehicles in for inspection to see if they need to be repaired under the recalls included under the consent order. Ooh, Separately, a gift card. Yeah, I know. Watch out. Don't spend all that in one place. Separately, owners of Jeep Grand Cherokee sold between the 93 and 98 model years may qualify for a $1,000 trade-in incentive above the fair market value of the vehicle. As with the buyback pro program, only those who have not yet had any repairs done made, may qualify for the incentive. While the Jeep trade-in incentive can only be used to buy a new FCA vehicle, there are no restrictions on the money owners receive through the buyback program. They can buy a new truck or FCA vehicle, go to a different manufacturer, or simply pocket the cash or donate to your favorite off-road podcast. Mm -hmm. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If you have any questions about this, FCA does encourage you all to contact your local dealer uh, with strong words and, <laughs> well, not pitchforks or torches. Let's not do that. And hey, do us a favor, if you will. If you guys have firsthand experience with this whole program, if you got a ZJ, you end up talking with a dealer, you find some stuff out, hey, you even get paid out of this whole deal. You got a Ram truck and you end up getting a 20 grand check out of the whole deal. Well, we'd like to hear from you. Please give us a call or send us an email. And uh, in the meantime, big thanks to all you guys. I got a ton of emails this week for uh, story submissions for this week in Jeep. I picked this one because really it's kind of a big deal. Um, keep up the great work, guys. Just because I didn't get to your story this week doesn't mean I won't get to another story next week. So please keep those submissions coming in. If you've got a response or a suggestion for any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, you know, I know what this is an incentive of or incentive as. It's going to be an incentive uh, to uh, buy another manufacturer's vehicle. Yeah, uh, at this rate, uh, because uh, if they've end up having to buy back a lot of these Dodge trucks, I mean, we are talking about billions of dollars coming out of the coffers of uh, FCA, which means their stake in the stock market is going to plummet substantially. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I see the only recourse in this is is massive, massive sales or a huge PR stunt. So, um, yeah, <laughs> keep that on your radar here, folks. We'll be seeing something from Jeep here real soon, well, I think. I'm just saying, you know, we had this plan that we were going to do a, a Kickstarter to get a uh, trail chicken brand new and uh, yeah. just, and tow it uh, on a on a flatbed. Straight out, to the crusher. Out, well, out to a field and just beat the hell out of it. And if Jeep would like to do that to help raise some funds, we're more than happy to do it. We just want to have I'll it on see, TV. I'll <laughs> what I want to do is I want to get the uh, the uh, the guys from like Sons of Guns or whatever to come out with a couple of uh, Jeep mounted machine guns. Uh, we'll go ahead and just start auctioning off amounts of rounds for people to pull the trigger with. And uh, from that point on, whatever's left, we'll just go ahead and tow it straight to the crusher and uh, sell tickets to that show. Oh, gee. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's it's really sad to sad to hear. I'm sorry, Tammy. Turn it into Swiss cheese. Yes, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And everybody gets a little piece. Everybody in the. The Kickstarter family gets a piece if they uh, if they pledge some money. So anyway, uh, yeah, and send it to send it to buy something else. 
xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tapa Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. I'm coming up on Wrangler Talk. Jeep sent out my 2015 Wrangler manual, and I'm learning some new things about my Jeep that I'm going to share with you. And also, don't forget to listen to the fireside chat, and I'll tell you what was wrong with my Jeep. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's good to know. So, uh, hey, guys. My name is Tony. You know me as Motoroid. Today, I am called Late Tony because I was woefully late to the show tonight. And a uh, big shout-out to all the our folks there in the the live chat room uh, that stuck around a good 37 minutes. Uh, technically, I guess maybe just 15, 20 minutes 15. longer <laughs> than what we normally start. <laughs> but, yeah. who's, but who's counting? Uh, nobody. Nobody here. Uh, so uh, sorry about that, guys, but we're, we're going now. Uh, and uh, here's my, uh, my co-host, Josh. Yes, I am Josh. You guys might know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ. All over the webs, guys, and uh, well, we are here, of course, because we are all Jeep lovers, Jeep enthusiasts, and off-road enthusiasts as well. This is a show by Jeep lovers for Jeep lovers, and uh, well, I'm not just the uh, just the pretty face on the show. We do have another member here, and uh, Tammy, oh. you are our third host. Why don't you uh, tell us a little me? bit about yourself? And I'm all about Wranglers, and I'm also known as Jeep Mama, and you can check out my blog at Jeep mama m-o-m-m-a dot com and just follow my journeys with my new rubicon yeah and there you guys it, it is a hell of a journey too all, all these little things keep happening and make sure you guys follow us we are broadcasting the show live every thursday 10 p.m central over at jeeptalkshow.com you can also catch us over on youtube we are simulcasting there as well so make sure you Subscribe to our channel at YouTube at youtube.com slash jeeptalkshow. Yeah, go over to jeeptalkshow.com and you can see the video, listen to the video, and chat with uh, the uh, the angry people because Added the show's sort of late. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We do have a lot of angry people tonight. Oh, my God. Just 13 episodes till our 200th episode? Is that that's possible? Right. Wow. That's yeah, it just seemed like awesome. uh, not all that long ago. We had 100 episodes. We were celebrating that. That is a huge milestone. We Guys, guys, we have, I guess this would be, be called a bicentennial episode that we have coming up. So, um, yeah, stick it around for that, guys. We have some stuff on the back burner that we are planning for our big 200. I'm so gonna, um, I'm going to show up yeah. on time. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, we'll start there, and it'll just get better from there on out. So, uh, guys, 13 episodes. We're counting down. Episode 200, we're probably going to do something pretty cool. Hey, you guys have probably heard about the 4x4 radio network. And, uh, gosh, if you haven't, then you haven't been listening to us. So drone on and on about it. But it's a great thing for you guys to be a part of. Uh, all you have to do is go over to uh, 4x4radionetwork.com, and you can listen to a great collection of four by four off-road podcast, including this one uh, that uh, Dan wants to tell you about. Hey guys, we got Dan from the four by four podcast with us tonight. And uh, well, we got something to tell you guys. 
Hey, Tony, thanks for letting me uh, come on the show here to tell you a little bit about the 4x4 podcast. Um, the 4x4 podcast is all about everything off-roading. We cover topics as far ranging from racing in the desert to rock racing to overlanding. And what more people do is probably just go camping in the woods and using their four-wheel drive as the mechanism to get them to the destination. Uh, we talk... I know one of the favorite shows uh, from Nikki G over there <laughs> is our outdoor edibles segment where we always talk about some some great things to eat when you're out there in the back country so you don't have to rely on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and granola bars mm. if you're going out there. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, but we do talk about a lot of different things. We are not model specific. Uh, I have been a fan of Toyota. I've had a Toyota FJ Cruiser before. I'm on my second Jeep Cherokee. I grew up driving a Dodge. I've got a Chevy. Well, I had a Chevy, and uh, now I've got a GMC as well. So I'm a fan of everything that works well in the off-road segment. So uh, it's a lot of great information, and I definitely think you should come check it out if you want to learn more about what's going on in the, the big scheme of things in the off-roading world. Well, I think that uh, that clarifies your show very well with uh, the, all that past experience that you've had with the, the various models because uh, that's kind of the way your show is. It's, it's anything that has to do with 4x4 four four and, and probably then some. Uh, I especially like the cooking segments. It's there's You're always doing something there with the cooking, and I'm just going, oh, God, I have to go raid the refrigerator uh, afterwards. So, yeah, people have bought a lot of Dutch ovens after listening to the show. <laughs> I bet. So, Not the kind with, with the covers in a bed. So Dan and I have been talking, and uh, we came up with this idea of uh, uh, doing a, a loosely formed uh, 4x4 network, a one-stop shop where you can go and listen to Dan's show, or the XG Talk Show, and uh, maybe even some future four by four podcasts. And uh, uh, Dan has uh, has agreed to become part of the four by four network, and you'll be hearing promos on both his and I uh, and, and our show here at the XJ Talk Show. Yeah, I mean, the XJ Talk Show is all about the Jeep Cherokees, the uh, non twenty fourteen and newer <laughs> Cherokees. That is, well, we talk about them. Not we don't talk good about them. But we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good qualifier. But, you know, hopefully we'll see some shows coming all about Nissan and Toyota and, and Land Rovers even, if you want to talk about leaky vehicles that need a, a lot of loving. <laughs> so look for uh, the 4x4 podcast and uh, the XJ Talk Show together on the 4x4 radio network. The 4x4 radio network. <laughs> it does sounds, gas. It does sounds like it's a good thing, Dan. It does. It sounds like a big deal. That's what we're going to be is a big deal now. BFD. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Dan for uh, joining uh, me and doing a, a quick little promo for the 4x4 Radio Network. The the other shows that are on the network, of course, are the Jeep Talk Show, but uh, Center, oh, nice, Center Steer uh, Podcast, and uh, which, of course, is the Land Rovers that uh, uh, Dan was talking about and, uh, the muddy Mike, uh, microphone podcast or muddy Mike, you might see on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, they, uh, they do ATV and, uh, UTVs and I've already listened to a few episodes of that. And, uh, uh, there's, uh, been some, uh, very good interviews and I've been learning about uh, ATVs as well as Land Rovers. So, uh, it's, uh, it's been very educational or ed- educational for me as well. 
Very good. And uh, well, guys, the 4x4 Radio Network has got stuff that can educate you on all sorts of stuff. Uh, There's some great podcasts over there. We're adding new stuff to it all the time. So check back often, early and often, and, uh, and please spread the word about the 4x4 Radio Network. And hey, I want to spread the word about an interview that I did here recently uh, here on the Jeep Ooh. Talk Show. We've got to get this coming up here in a couple weeks. Exciting. Uh, his name's Devin. He, he uh, is the founder of Admiral Off-Road. And he's got a, uh, a channel on YouTube that is just taking off. He's just under 500 subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed to Admiral Off-Road yet, now would be the time, especially if you're a Jeep Cherokee owner or enthusiast. He's got a lot of videos on there that cover a lot of really great tech, and he does it very well. In fact, uh, he did one on suspension geometry that I haven't seen covered quite as well since that one episode of Extreme 4x4 where Ian Johnson really goes over quite in detail about control arm angles and stuff. So, uh, Devin from Admiral Offroad, we'll have that interview coming up here in the next couple weeks or so. I'll keep teasing this here over the next uh, show or two, and uh, you guys will be able to have that as a download as well. So look forward to that. In the meantime, head over to YouTube and find Admiral Offroad. You got to search for it right now. He doesn't have one of those fancy URLs yet, uh, but make sure you subscribe to his and, of course, our channel as well. You know, we do. We got a fancy URL. All I had to do is bitch to Google about it, though. Well, we did get it. <laughs> That's all it took is a strongly worded letter. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that a little, a little more. Let's get into our voicemails. Oh, and uh, here we go. Now I just got to find it because I moved everything around on the board. I was able to delete a bunch of stuff that re- respond uh, that related to our uh, old XJ talk show name. And if you guys, uh, we haven't mentioned it tonight, used to be the XJ talk show. We're now the Jeep talk show. I mean, it's the same people, basically the same graphics. So I'm sure you figured it out, but just in case, uh, this is uh, used to be the XJ talk show, now the Jeep talk show. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. This is the Super Croc. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, now anytime on the show we talk about the Cherokee, we'll have to tell which one we're talking about. I mean, when it was the X-ray talk show, then it was pretty fairly evident that we were talking about the the good standard Cherokee. But now Cherokee could be talking about the new Cherokee, could be talking about the XJ. We could be talking about the full-size Jeep Cherokee. So we'll have to remember, anytime we say Cherokee, say either XJ Cherokee or full-size Cherokee or something that looks like it was deposited from a giant dinosaur and <laughs> smells and drives like it too. That new one. Yeah, just a thought. Bye. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure Anton. I'm not sure it was a thought. <laughs> yeah. I think he had some good points. Oh good. Uh I, he lost me. Uh, so, uh, that's not hard to do right now though. So let's get over to Joe. Hey guys, this is Joe. Hey, Hi, Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. And, uh, I was just going to tell you that, uh, you know, I'm driving my daughter's, uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland and, um, I just changed the oil in the differentials and it works a lot better now. It was chattering pretty bad when we were turning around. So I put the new oil in and the differential 
you know, additives, and, uh, you know, everybody recommended that really well, and I just appreciate all the help, and it drives a lot better now. So you guys have a great day. I appreciate all the help. Take care. Bye. Chattering couldn't have been good, could it? No. Uh, I mean, there's some metal shavings and stuff, I would think. Oh man, the, I remember uh, after I put my locker up in the front, uh, and I, have, I got a, a Spartan locker up front, and uh, the first time I had somebody who really wasn't too savvy about the whole lockers and differential technology and stuff riding my Jeep, and I made a tight turn. Uh, yeah, they were grabbing for the door, and what the <laughs> hell was that noise? You know, thinking that the front axle was about ready to fall out from underneath the Jeep. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, any kind of grinding, clicking, stuff like that in the differential that doesn't have a locker... Probably not a good a good thing. So yeah, gra- glad you got that fixed up, Joe. Yeah, grinding and clicking. That sounds like uh, some sort of uh, nasty show that a dolphin's part of. Um, so uh, anyway, we got a- another one here from uh, Super Croc. Greetings and ramifications at Jeep Talk. This is the Super Croc. Not Dodge Ram. Again. And you know what? What? I've ranted, I've raved on this before, and stuff. So, so I thought, ah, oh, I'll do something different this time. I tell, I'll tell you guys what I really love to watch. That is crop dusters. Oh it's man! A podcast, fellas. Just sit out all day watching them <laughs> swoop down and up and clear ah, the trees nice. and the cars and everything. <laughs> I mean, it's like a free air show. We had the Blue Angels in town last weekend, which was sweet. But there's nothing like a good crop duster show. So y'all have a great day. Isn't that when you fart in a crowd? Don't they call that crop (laughs) dusting? (laughs) You got to be in motion. There are rules. Yeah, and a good pattern, good spray pattern. So anyway, thank you very much for those voicemails and Super Croc, your uh, your voicemails are always very interesting. And of course, Joe, thanks for calling in. Let us know what's going on with your uh, Grand Cherokee or your daughter's Grand Cherokee. And you guys can always call in 24-7 anytime during the year, whether you are drunk, sober, or uh, otherwise. 530-675-4102 or you guys can always use our SpeakPipe feature on our website at jeeptalkshow.com. Right there on the right-hand side just says uh, send questions or comments. You click on that little microphone app, uh, emblem right there, and all you need is a microphone hooked up to your computer or a smartphone or tablet, and you guys can leave us a great-sounding voicemail. Yeah, like a, a microphone built into the computer. So now let's go over to some of that YouTube and get some mm. of that YouTube greasy, buttery. Oh, uh, I had some I had some brisket for lunch today. I think I'm thinking about Stop that. Stop it. Uh, YouTube love. <laughs> Every week, guys, we pull a few names out of the hat, four to be exact, and these are in no particular order, but we figured we ought to spread some of that YouTube love. You guys have taken the time to subscribe to us, so we're going to take the time to say hi. And first on our list tonight, Tony, who do we got? Oh, initials, Ryan M. Nice and easy. Love that one. I got one here, too. Nick Aldridge. We have Noelle Sisson. And, oh, boy, I think I might have uh, done this one here to myself here. I got Haberler E. (laughs) Turkey. Something along those lines. God bless you. uh, We thank you for your subscription. We thank all of you for your subscriptions. And, in fact, if you guys have subscribed to our old channel, XJ Talk, well, it'd be time for you guys to head over now and subscribe to our new channel, Jeep Talk Show. 
Oh yeah, and we've actually got a a, a funny, a, a nice little URL. It's, well, I guess it's funny. Uh, just uh, youtubecom slash show. Go figure. Yep, use that and subscribe now. In fact, guys, we are needing those subscriptions as much as you can deliver. So spread the word, guys. Post up on your social media. Get on the Twitter, as Tony would say, <laughs> and start spreading the word about the Jeep Talk Show. And get yourself, get your friends, your family. I don't care if you got to bug your grandma and get her out of bed. You get that subscription, and uh, well, we'll get really nothing in return other than uh, some satisfaction and a boost or you go. How about that? Lots of eyes. Yeah. And now, part of the show that I think some people look forward to, we never know what's going to come out of his mouth, and uh-uh. it's the mind of, from the mind of Nikki G. You know, Nikki's been cheating on us. He calls the uh, 4x4 <gasps> podcast as well. I heard him the other day. Anyway. You bastard. Anyway. Yeah, but he doesn't have his own segment on the 4x4 podcast, does he? <laughs> <laughs> from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I just figured it out. <laughs> Changing the name oh, no. from XJ Talk to the Jeep Talk Show is a brilliant marketing ploy. Sort of like Thank in you. the 80s when Coke went to the new Coke and then back to Coke Classic, and then increased sales like tenfold. So, uh, marketing blunder or marketing genius? You decide. All right, guys, I'll uh, chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. I don't remember. I, I mean, I don't know. You remember that joke we played on the audience, Josh, where we said uh, this is the last XG talk show and we oh, even played yeah. Happy Trails? Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, that was, oh man, the fallout from that. I think it, we, we were uh, still doing damage control about two months afterwards. So. Really? Yeah. yeah. And there was one guy that just recently I posted something up on uh, the Twitter and uh, this is a couple of months ago, and he says, "Oh, I thought you guys didn't have a show anymore." I said, "No, that wasn't. That was a fake. We were just messing around with everybody." You know, yeah, Tony t- and I took a little bit of a hiatus, just a little bit of a break, yeah. and uh, just to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a rest time. And it was really what was it, Tony? Only about two weeks or something like that, I think maybe so. a month. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just like two to four weeks at most. And uh, boy, that that was uh, that was not a good idea. No, no, it wasn't. But it was funny. It was nice. It was nice to have the rest. It was great to see the reactions. But boy, did we have our hands full afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we did. People don't like change. Uh Uh-uh. So let's get uh, get over to our next uh, mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I just heard my uh, interview with Tony, and I just want to apologize for the audio. It was definitely on uh, my end. Apparently, my uh, dial-up network can't handle. Skype calls and downloading the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> and uh, Tony, you set me up for a lot of jokes, and I just I totally missed it. <laughs> I don't know what the heck was going on. Uh, Nikki G was having an off day, I guess. And, uh, no so excuse. I'm gonna apologize, move on. Apologize, Super Croc. I know I made a joke. Made made him the butt of a joke last week when I said I understood him perfectly, which I did. <laughs> But I love you like a brother, Super Croc. I enjoy your voicemails and uh, your CJ segment. The CJ was the uh, first Jeep I ever ridden in, so that was my experience, first experience with Jeep. And I want to help you with your no-start problem that you have. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> 
with the clicks All right, and guys, pops. Uh, you have a good one, and I'll chat you later. Bye. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was man. cute. Yes, from the mind of Nikki G. Well, uh, yeah. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, I know we're we're running a tight show tonight, but I was running, I was cleaning up the board tonight, and I ran across these uh, these little uh, recordings that we had. Now, Josh, this is back when Denver D one uh, was uh, giving us a little grief because we were talking about yeah. The Walking Dead on the xj talk show and i know and we were having fun and it was actually a forerunner to us talking doing the bonus episodes on the tony and josh show uh during the season i mean we had the promo right so let's do something with it and it it turned out to be a pretty good idea so uh i thought it would be a good idea and josh was a great sport to actually do this uh little thing while he was really really sick he uh did this Walking Dead promo so we could play it on the show just for one listener to freak him out. It's all just for one listener. We uh, we <laughs> went on a maybe a 15 or 20 minute rant about Walking Dead and stuff like right. that. And and yeah, you know, he called in and uh, and gave us a little bit of grief for it. And so we defi- we figured uh, a little payback wouldn't hurt. And here and, and here, uh, so we yeah we here, did a little uh, yeah. Here's the promo, ahead. and this is new for you, I bet, uh, Tammy. So. Uh, here's a little promo that we did, and I'll, I'll play Denver D1's uh, reaction after it. Nice violin Walkers, crawlers, blood, <laughs> oh. guts, and all that is zombie. Just amazing, Josh. Very, very talented. It's time for Tony and Josh to recap this week's AMC's The Walking Dead. I can't tell you how little of a voice I actually had. I, I think I had just a horrible strep throat. Well, you sounded nasty, like a zombie. Oh, seriously. I mean, I think that's the only way I was able to pull off some of those sound effects. And yes, those sound effects were me. So it gives you an idea just how sick I really was. So but, we uh, played this on the show and then D- Denver great. D1 called in uh, before the next show with this. <laughs> you motherfucker. Y'all really had me going for a minute. I was about to be like, no way. You son of a bitches aren't going to sit there and talk about your fucking walking dead show. <laughs> for fucking five minutes or ten minutes or however the fuck long it was going to be. <laughs> that shit was absolutely hilarious. Y'all really had me going there for a minute. I was about to throw my phone out the fucking window and just start listening to fucking TMZ.com or whatever so I could get in on the damn Walking Dead. Oh my gosh. Damn, you guys are funny. Yeah, it's a good work, guys. Later. Denver D1, by the way. It's not done. <laughs> this is Denver D1 again. I just can't get over that shit. Y'all had me going. Guys, I'm thinking there's no way you put that much work into a damn intro and shit just to fuck with me a little bit. But you guys had me rolling over when she finally gave it up. I was going to tell y'all last week, sorry I didn't call in. I wasn't feeling real good last week. But y'all sounded like a couple of bitches over standing in line at the damn Twilight Midnight premiere waiting for your fucking tickets with eyeliner running down your face because Edward looked at you that way. That's how I get into Twilight or Vamps or fucking Walking Dead or Talking Dead. That was the funniest part. It's a Jeep podcast, fellas. Later. <laughs> Oh man, I forgot about That's the whole second part. That, yeah, it's just too too funny. <laughs> the waiting in line because Edward looked at you that certain way, looked at you, looked at you that way, <laughs> tears yeah. streaming down your face. Oh, Gee man. whiz, there's some imagination on that guy. 
<laughs> oh, no, I love me some Denver D1. No, oh. he was uh, one of our, well, still is, as far as I know, one mm-hmm. of our diehard fans. And uh, definitely takes us to task when we kind of deviate too much from the Jeep talk. Yeah, and that's where we got our drop so that, uh, that I can play if uh, anybody's getting too far out of line. It's a, huh? it's a Jeep podcast, fellas. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. So that's where it comes Definitely from. That's where it is. comes from, yeah. It was hilarious. We had, I think we laughed for a good 10 minutes, uh, the time we oh, would have normally spent talking no. about The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, that, that that show was probably one of our best. I I hold out that, that particular episode in high regard. The best is yet to come, Josh. So anyway, uh, let's get over to our uh, little uh, 4x4 uh, promo that we uh, that we have that uh, sounds so good if I can find it. And I'm continuing to talk here until I do. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Let's talk about yes, some reviews. Yeah, guys, we implore you each and every week to send us some reviews. And we do this for a couple of reasons. One, uh, because we have delicate egos and we like mm-hmm. them to be stroked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, we don't know how we are doing, uh, essentially. So we need your guys' feedback to let us know if we're sucking horribly or if we're doing a good job. And uh, even if it's just something that you want to gripe about, about a segment in the show uh, or something that you heard on the, on the podcast, guys, any review helps. So those five-star reviews, four-star reviews, whatever you want to leave that you think is fair. And by all means, guys, remember this. We have literally mentioned every single comment that we have ever gotten. Yeah, on absolutely. The air. So we, there has been some uh, some fans that have taken us to task and really let us have it um, of some stuff that we have done wrong or made some mistakes on and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be all positive. That being said, we really like the positive stuff. So oh yeah, get those five star reviews in and and leave us those comments. And this guy um, did that just in uh, did that in one of our other avenues that we uh, released the show on. And you guys all know about iTunes and of course YouTube and all that stuff. Well, Stitcher Radio is kind of one of those things that's kind of flies underneath the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not quite as big as iTunes, but it's making its place in the web. Now, Stitcher Radio is a great place to go if you guys want to uh, stream. Um, podcast or online radio, anything like that. We are on Stitcher Radio, and uh, well, we had a gentleman by the name of Peter Miller find us on there. Just discovered you guys in Stitcher. You guys and Gal, Tammy, literally are just sitting around talking about Jeeps, which when we're not wrenching on them or driving them around is exactly what Jeep owners do. I used to be the president of the now-defunct Kansas Off-Road Rangers in Hutchinson, Kansas. There's a pretty active Facebook group called Wichita Area Jeeples, who alone might double your subscribers. I'll mention your podcast and website to them. Maybe I can help out some. I've owned a couple of Jeeps, including a 1953 M38A1. Awesome. Which, for having an original drivetrain, was an amazingly capable off-roader. Now I have a 2000 TJ with a mild lift, about 3 inches, on 33s. Great job on the show, and I'm looking forward to listening to you guys in the future. And we're looking forward to more reviews like that. And thank you so very much, Peter Miller, for taking the time to write that out. We very much appreciate your time to do so. Yeah, it was great seeing that in the uh, the YouTube comments. And uh, again, we, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to write all that. And I, I need to look up that uh, 53 M38A1. I bet you that's a, a cool little rig. Yeah, that's, uh, I believe, like in the Bantam era of Jeep. So mm-hmm. uh, way, way early stuff. And oh, man, I can't believe you got rid of that. If that was uh, that was one and, and he had it and got rid of it, I bet he's still kicking himself in the shorts for, for selling that baby off. Well, hey, speaking of reviews, guys, we uh, every other week have a special segment we do here on the show, uh, and this is a special product review from the one and only Jeep Mama. 
Well, guys, one of the first things I did when I bought my Jeep was I took out the carpeted floor mats that came with the Jeep. Oh, my God. Or I guess they're called the floor liners. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I replaced them with the Rugged Ridge All-Terrain Floor Liners. They have the deeply molded chevron-shaped tread pattern that channels all the mud and dirt and snow. Well, not for you, Tony, but <laughs> away from the driver to keep their shoes and pant legs clean. Barbecue sauce and for me. they are two to three times the height of the regular vacuumed formed liners. And the height perimeter wall around the liners provide maximum protection and water retention. The raised retention nibs on the bottom surface provide maximum retention and helps keep them in place. They are constructed of durable, limit, uh, durable non-slip thermoplastic. They won't crack or fade with age, and they have a limited lifetime warranty. These heavy-duty liners are perfect for my Jeep, not only when I'm off-roading, but as a mom with kids who tend to get a little messy. I just pull out the floor liners, shake out the goldfish crackers or the Mickey D French fries. And if it's a spilled milkshake or apple juice, I just spray them off with a hose. They're super easy to clean. Like I said, just pull them out, shake them, then rinse them off with a hose. Now, depending on what set you get depends on the price. They can be anywhere from $60 to $190. I've got the liner for the front driver, the passenger front, and then the long all-in-one piece for the back seat. They also have one that will fit the whole back of your JKU, the Unlimited. But here's a little trick I learned. The stock floor mat, the floor liner that goes in the back of the Rubicon, the Sahara, the Sport, um, the four doors, has carpet on one side and a rubber lining on the other. So you, when you buy your Jeep, the carpeted side's on top. So what you do is you just flip the floor liner around and voila, you have the rubber mat on the other side. So I was able to save myself some bucks with that. But I really, really love these floor liners. Oh, yeah. They work awesome. Now, you know, Tammy, I've, I've gone with the cheaper alternative, and trust me, it, it really, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and these are what I would call high-end floor mats. Uh, these are just like the WeatherTech or, or some of the other style of you know deep dish floor mats out there. Um, so yeah, very, very good on that, Tammy. Now I imagine, you know, you've had a few wheeling trips under your belt, uh, out there in Roush Creek and stuff like that. I imagine these things have gotten muddy. Have you yes. actually taken them out and hosed them off? Yeah. And, um, I w- almost mentioned, I sometimes clean them in my bathtub. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Cause I give them a little bit like of armor all treatment, but yeah, I just pull them out and spring off of the hose and it is as long as you're not putting them into the, uh, the washing machine and, uh, throwing in a little dryer sheet. I'm, I'm okay oh with it. <laughs> so Tammy, I gotta, I gotta mention this to you because it's a survival thing. Uh, now I, you probably will never need to do this, but if you're ever off road and you get stuck and there's nobody around with you and you always travel with somebody, but you know, so things can happen. Uh, those McDonald's French fries, leftover French fries, can go a long way to keeping you uh, mm. keeping the energy up, uh, and uh, you'll you'll want a lot of saliva, of course, uh, to uh, be able to digest those things. But uh, they're still good. They're like a Twinkie; they never die. <laughs> Just lose their crunch. <laughs> this gets crunchier over time. Yeah, uh, that, that's a, the Gritty. well. That's true. Uh, more flavor. So that's, uh, yeah, floor mats. Who thinks about them? I mean, uh, you do as soon as that you was get. the first thing I did to my Jeep. Yeah, as soon as you. Uh, Good you, call, too. You, you get the uh, the carpet dirty, you think about it. There's got to be a better way than this. 
I, d- I just can't imagine a Rubicon being sold with carpeted, uh, yeah, you know, no, floor you liners. It's that's well, that, yeah, that's your other option is just to rip all the carpet out and you don't have to worry about getting floor mats. But yeah, no, the Rubicons, the new ones come with carpet. Yeah, that's us. I'm not ready to take it out yet. Well, I can understand carpet being in there. I'm the same way in my Cherokee. I I still have the carpet in my Cherokee. Um, I've got, uh, I don't have the WeatherTech or the Rugged Ridge floor mats, but I do have ones that are similar to those. So I've got got that style. And and believe me, um, I'm glad I do have them because if I were, if I didn't, I would be in the boat of taking out, um, taking out the carpet. And I'm not going to be doing that until I do something like a like a roll cage or something like that. So well, it gets um, hot, it gets louder. Um, I yeah, mean, you're it not, really it's is. not a I mean, daily driver, but still. Right, right, exactly. So uh, that that's in the boat I'm in. So in a boat that you might be in is uh, a CJ owner who mm-hmm. might be stuck in the middle of a project and not know where to turn, or might be looking for some inspiration. Well, you're in luck, and you just so happen to be in the right place. Uh, or your friend who's listening to this has turned you on to the show because you're a CJ owner and, uh, and they love you and they want to help you out. So they've turned you on to this. Guys, we have a new CJ segment that we have added to the show and our one and only Super Croc is heading it up. It's the CJ segment here on the Jeep Talk Show. Greetings, Jeep Talk. This is the Super Croc coming to you with CJ Talk. Today we're going to be talking about the origins of Project Phoenix and a little bit into the build of it if we have time. Now, Tony has said that to keep this under 45 minutes, so we'll try to do that. (laughs) So, buckle up and hang on for the ride ahead. So, Project CJ starts where, in the same place a lot of Jeep projects and vehicle projects, CJ start. Craigslist. My brother had found a pair of of, um, CJs for sale for a decent price, about what would normally be about a five-hour drive away from us. So we got a good price on them. We were just waiting for the day to come so that we could go down there and pick it up. So we finally found a day that would work for us and our dad, and we and our neighbor that we could borrow a truck and trailer for. So we go down and what would normally be, like I said, a five-hour drive turned into a seven-hour drive, getting there at about 11 o'clock p.m. So that wouldn't be too bad. Now the two Jeeps, let me tell you a little bit about them. My brother's Charles was his 1980 CJ7 that ran and drive and was fairly well all together, enough where he could drive it, except for one thing. He was having brake issues with not holding and being really soft. Now part of this was from the prop valve and part of it was from just not very good brakes as non-powered brakes on that model. So you can't say a whole lot about that. Now mine and the basis, the start genesis for Project Phoenix was a red 1978 CJ7. Now this CJ was their parts vehicle. 
that they said ran and drove about two years ago before they started taking parts off of it. And the parts that I know for sure that they took out of it were the um, gas tank skid plate and the gas tank and that looked to be all on the outside. Now it came with a broken down hard top. All the seats were there and fairly rusty frame. But then you look in the passenger side seat and what do you see? A steering gearbox. Yes. Which it looks like they had either broken or cut a bolt off. I'm still not sure which. And torched the lines, the pitman arm, the in and the intermediate steering shaft, as well as the sway bar for the front leafs. Garbage day. But at least they got the steering gearbox right. Well, that's at least what I thought. So I got that done. We got that all put together and since the one wasn't running and driving we pushed it onto the trailer and and got it going again and now it was slow going in this because his CJ got to about 60 and with pulling the trailer we had to take some of the less traveled roads unless we absolutely had to take the interstate which we did for a while and ended up sleeping a couple hours at a rest station along the way. So we got back about oh, 9 o'clock the next morning. So overall that was where we got it. And that was going to be the and will be a lot of the part where a lot of the parts are coming from from Project Phoenix. And I'll show you, get some pictures up, and hopefully Tony can get them together and show a little bit about that. Now, you're thinking, okay, what what are you going to do with Project Phoenix? Well, originally the plan was to buy a frame, buy a, a, a new tub, and assemble all the parts that were missing or damaged to do that. And the process of what I might have done with that I'll tell about later. However, what changed that was getting my second CJ that I told you about, which is a 1976 CJ, which I also found on Craigslist. Now this one was only about a 20 minute drive from us and it was a easy to get to and it was at an incredible price with a title. Now you may be asking, okay, what's wrong with it? <laughs> well, it had no engine. And the transmission and transfer case were sitting in the what would be the considered the bed of it and it has a custom made really well made uh, full cab with it and I'll get pictures up of that as well for for Tony and 
So all I need is a engine and possibly transmission and transfer case. Well, <laughs> I have all those, plus some other parts. So Project Phoenix will be kind of a melding of the two, plus buying parts from wherever I need to for that to hopefully get a working Jeep in the end. So that's that's where we're at right now. And I have been working on my 78, stripping it down. And basically right now, it's down to the bare frame. And again, more of this will be coming in later episodes on what I've done with that. Um, and then soon we'll be starting on 76. So that's basically in the nutshell of how Project Phoenix has started and kind of a little bit of where it's going and what it will be eventually. And being that I am putting together two separate CJs, I'm also going to do some upgrades to it and modifications, which we'll talk about throughout the thing. Uh, so... Hold on, and we'll go through this, and we'll see how it goes. Thanks. I'm just waiting for him to say strap on and hold on. Uh, so uh, I want to thank uh, True Deadman. Uh, I think it was on Twitter that uh, reached out and uh, asked a question. He wanted me to uh, get over to Anton and ask him about this. He uh, uh, he wasn't aware of a, a four-door uh, CJ6, so... Uh, Super Croc wanted me to uh, let you know that he wanted to correct this information that he had given on the last episode of the CJ Talk. Hmm. He says, it is with deep regret that I must say a mistake was made in the last CJ Talk segment. And the CJ6 was not a four-door Jeep, but with an, was an extended CJ5. Thanks to Scott, a.k.a. True Dead Man, <laughs> not a Walking Dead fan, how dare he, for pointing this out to me, and I'll have more on this. Uh, and then he says, dramatically, on the next X CJ talk show. <laughs> so and That was the uh, the precursor to the Scrambler. Yeah, exactly. And hey, I, I don't know if you guys have been watching the uh, the Scrambler build uh, on uh, xjtalk.com, but it, this guy is just doing some amazing work uh, to the Scrambler. I was going through page after page after page, and I got to the last page. It was I was very hopeful because, like on the fifth page, I was going to see more stuff that this guy has done to the scrambler and all kinds of stuff. I mean, sh uh, real tall shock shock towers and a lot of welding, a lot of uh, fab work going on. And I got to that last page, and it was like nothing, just just a single post, and it's not done. It's not complete. So. I'm going to have to wait. It's like, you know, trying I, there's to. There's been so many build threads <laughs> that I have looked at. And seriously, it's like, you know, you find, oh, yeah, I'm going to you know, go back and look at this. And, you know, you, you always end up going back to the first page first. Mm -hmm. You start going through this and, you know, you spend an hour reading through somebody's build thread and find out all about it and where they're coming. And it's like, oh, man, I cannot wait to the, you know, for the money shot. I yeah, can't wait to the, the end, payoff? you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And you get to, you know, that last page. And it's like, 
Oh, you're not even freaking done yet? Come on. You know, it's like, well, we're all in that boat, aren't we? I think my post was, uh, no, I wanted to see more. And he said, (laughs) he started started saying, well, I've got kids. Give me a break. And so, like, you know, yeah, I was just, I was just letting him know that it was a great build thread. That was my way of saying I was really enjoying all this stuff he's done. And uh, the the cool thing is, he's a member of uh, xjtalk.com now, and he'll be posting up. Uh, at more as he goes. So uh, we'll get to see the pay payoff. We'll just have to, uh, like the walking dead, we'll just have to watch those episodes as they come out and not be able yeah, to, to be binge watch or binge read uh, the post, but uh, watching it in real time. Yeah. So this guy was doing us a favor by uh, bringing every, bringing us up to date in like one day. Cause he put all these posts there in the one in one day. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you, you got to check that out and uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to put that in the show notes so you can just click and go over there if you're not an xjtalk.com member, which you should be. Indeed. So anyway, let's get over to our Wrangler Talk segment with, uh, well, uh, Tammy, I guess it is, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, Tony and Josh, I'm still in the process of reading my 2015 Jeep Wrangler manual. You know, Jeep sent me one after I had some questions about my electronic stability control and my ABS system. So I decided I was going to read it cover to cover. It's just over 600 pages, and I'm at about page 430, and I'm in the section starting an operation system section. This is when I really started learning some new things I didn't know about my Jeep. I did not realize how smart my Jeep Wrangler is. There are all sorts of systems and modes, and one of them is the transmission limp home mode. Who knew? Well, you guys probably did, but I didn't. The transmission function in my Jeep is monitored electronically by for abnormal conditions. So if a condition is detect, detected that could damage my transmission, this mode, transmission limp home mode, is activated. This allows me to get to the nearest dealer for service without damaging my transmission. Then there's the auto stick. I first learned about this the first time I went off-roading during my 101 instructional training at Roush Creek. I didn't know the name of it at the time, but I remember when Kyle taught me how to do this, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. When it's in auto stick mode, the transmission will shift up and down when the plus or the minus is manually selected by the driver. And I had no idea that my Jeep could do that. I thought that was pretty cool. So now on the next section of the manual, it's the off-roading section and specifically about water obstacles. The manual emphasizes the importance of being super careful when taking your Jeep through water. I personally don't like water crossings because of the main reason for the warnings. You just never know what you're gonna find below the surface that unknown factor. And when I'm in my 40K plus vehicle, I don't feel comfortable with the unknown factor. So I know we know all the dangers, but what the part that I found interesting was that they explained that the key to any water crossing is low and slow. The manual states in four wheel low, proceed slowly with a constant slow speed at three to five miles per hour in a light throttle. You keep moving, you don't try to accelerate. And if you cross Water higher than the bottom of the axle differentials, you should inspect all of your vehicle's fluids for signs of water. So at this point, I'm like, 
I'm going to have to do some research here because I'm unsure of all what all these different fluids are. And I, what would I need to inspect and what would I look for? So far, what I figured out is there's fluids in the transfer case, the transmission, the engine oil, and the diff, differential fluids. And I'm told that the engine oil looks like chocolate milkshake if there's water in it. Now, if the trans, tranny fluid is good, it looks like strawberry quick. And if there's water in the transfer case or the axle oil, it's going to be milky. So, Tony and Josh, I'm hoping that you can verify all that for me, that I'm not missing anything. Oh, and before you say anything, by the way, I have that blinker fluid down pat, so I'm not going to need any help with that. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you don't want to run out of blinker fluid, especially when no. out, we're out on the trail, because you know you need to signal those turns uh, for the trees and the, the ticks and things. <clears throat> yeah, the tranny fluid shouldn't look like strawberry quick. Um, okay. It, only if there's water in it. It should look like cherry Kool-Aid. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. deep red and uh, viscous and, and virtually clear. And stinks. the red color. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's new or old, it still stinks. Mm-hmm. So all those fluids, if they're milky, it's bad, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. If, I don't think there's a milky fluid that's supposed to go into, uh, into the vehicle. I mean, everything from washer fluid, I mean, other than oil, you can't really see through that. Well, even then, brand new engine oil is yeah. semi-transparent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Really so, yeah, nothing, nothing milky. Put it that way. Okay. And I got all the the fluids. I wasn't missing any that you need to be aware of. No, you I covered should. you pretty much covered it. The blinker fluid, you got that on the list as well. Yep. So proud of you, proud of you there. Um but uh but yeah, differentials, transfer case, transmission, engine oil and coolant, washer fluid. That's about it to the vehicle. Tammy, you might want to look up the uh, muffler bearings uh maybe Ooh, for for a yeah, future um, a future segment. Future Matt segment, at bleep, Matt at Bleep and Jeep has got those for sale in case you need replacements. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't trust a damn thing we no. say. <laughs> After the handway, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, well let's get over to our uh, campfireside chat segment. It's about a 150 degrees out here at night. Yeah, we That's don't need a fire tonight. About how Oof. warm it is here in my uh, studio tonight. I was running around uh, all day today out in the uh, 100 degree heat, and uh, boy, the, you know the Jeep did did really well. Uh, I uh, I found out going home today. Uh, it, the air conditioner is having a, having an issue. I got some sort of uh, something that's open inside. Uh, the you know the inside the little dash that little pod that uh, all the AC stuff is in. And uh, so I just had the windows down today going home because that 100, 100 degrees at, uh, I think the chill factor uh, for 100 degrees at 70 miles an hour is like a negative four. So I, <laughs> I just I just drove home with the uh, with the windows open. But my uh, my highest temperature driving home was like uh, 217 with the uh, with the AC off. So wow. the, the, the Jeep performed pretty well uh, without the AC as far as the uh, the coolant temps go. So I was, I was just going to tell you guys about this uh, Rubicon Express upper control arm thing uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, that microphone is right in front of you, Tammy. <laughs> so uh, this past weekend, I replaced one of the uh, bushings uh, on the uh, upper control arm mount for the Dana 30 side of the upper control arm, and uh, it was looking really bad. You can actually see some of those pictures over at uh, xgtalk.com, uh, Instagram, uh, various places. And uh, I uh, so I pulled out the uh, the big ass C clamp, 
And uh, actually, I pulled out the air chisel first to get the old Moog bushing out of there. And then uh, got busted out the big, big ass C clamp to push in this uh, Rubicon Express upper control arm. Uh, Josh just uh, mentioned uh, Matt over at Bleeping Jeep, and this is where I got the uh, the idea to install this uh, Rubicon Express upper control arm bushing. It's actually a Rubicon Express RE three seven six two small super ride bushing, and I think this is a modification that you could do on a Dana thirty and a Dana forty four. You can just do a search over there uh, on uh, Matt's uh, site at Bleeping Jeep, and uh, you can see all the exact details. So anyway, I just did one this weekend because uh, it's uh, it's so hot uh, here now, and I, I got started early, and uh, I think I got done uh, by about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was just starting to get really warm, uh, and I didn't want to do the second one. I was only planning on doing one anyway. So hopefully uh, this weekend uh, I'll be doing the second one that's over on the passenger side, uh, of the uh, the Dana 30 and uh, it's already not uh, following the uh, uh, expansion joints and uneven uh, surfaces on the road now Josh <laughs> so that's great when you can actually drive your Jeep straight down the road and it does what it's supposed to do and it goes where you're telling it to uh, that is just an awesome feeling the cops could never uh, figure out how I was blowing a zero zero <laughs> he's all over the road <laughs> it's a jeep it's a come on it's a jeep you understand jeeps wander that's how they that's just how it goes so you got something coming up this weekend don't you josh yeah i sure do i talked about it last on the our our last episode episode 186 uh debuted this and it's not really a debut because this will be the fourth year of the uh of the salem jeepers summer jam and i'll have some more details about that uh coming up in just a little while uh but yeah that's where i'll be this weekend is uh in oregon state oregon's capital city Salem, Oregon, uh, at Robertson Motors for the fourth annual Salem Jeeper Summer Jam. Got a big show coming up uh, this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to this uh, to the show because, uh, well, it's a big one, uh, and it gets just gets bigger and bigger every year, and uh, and it's a lot of fun as well. Um, it's nothing but Jeeps, so this is an all Jeep show, and uh, and of course I'm DJing and MCing the event. Of course, uh, going to have a big raffle. I'm um, going to be uh, giving away a ton of stuff all day long. Uh, gonna have great music. Gonna be food. There's gonna be an obstacle course, uh, an RTI ramp, uh, brand spanking new Jeeps, some uh, some uh, conversions and uh, uh, some concepts out there as well, I believe. Um, and uh, there's always a guy that comes through uh, with a with an old uh, World War II Jeep that he's got a functioning oh. 30 caliber machine gun um, on there, which has been completely historically restored, completely accurately, I might add. I've got some pictures of that. I think. Uh, yeah, over at xjtalk.com but he uh he usually brings a box of blanks and lets some 30 caliber blanks well go that's what he tells the, the girls the show <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so yeah nothing like a good machine gun uh, blast at the uh, at the end of a jeep show so um that's where i'll be this weekend uh coming up well pretty much as soon as we end the podcast uh i'm gonna start loading in some of my gear into the jeep uh because after after i get off work friday I got a rally home. I got to help out a buddy um, with a shackle relocation kit. Oh, installing for no. Him. Yeah, and it's 103 <laughs> degrees. It was 103 degrees today, and it's going to be even warmer tomorrow. So I am not really um, looking got a forward fan. to get a working fan. in that. Yeah, I'll just be having some people with banana leaves there fanning me as I as I do this now. But no, I, I, uh, I don't mind helping people out regardless of uh, rain, snow, or shine. Um, it's somebody needs some work being done. Um, they don't necessarily have the, uh, the expertise or the, uh, the know-how to do it. Um, I do, they're local to me. I don't mind helping out. So, um, well, that's the way. Him in, yeah, I'm going to get him in shape so he can get his uh, Jeep down to the show. 
So, Tammy, you found out some stuff about your uh, ESC, which I always think of escape because I'm a computer person. Yeah. But um, I, you know, my Jeep, the dash had been dinging and dinging and the flashing, and then my um, ESC indicator malfunction light came on. So I took it to the Jeep dealer on Monday, the same dealer where I bought the Jeep, and I come to find out I hooked up the wires to my LED lights improperly. I hooked them to the, the battery, and at the points where I hooked them up, eventually they rattled loose and my battery cables became loose, and it started shooting high voltage through my Jeep, and it affected the ABS system, which... The ABS system is hooked up to the ESC system, and that's where the light came on. So what they did is they reattached the LED light wiring to the proper place on the battery. And you can go on my blog, and there's pictures there that shows how they did it. And then I also had them fix my um, shifter knob, the one that I pulled off. And then they did, you know, the multi-point inspection and everything. And I got the bill, and it was $0. They Oh, really even nice. better! A really great favor. Well, they got a little shout out on uh, Facebook because of it, so yeah. they got a little well, something. Well, they weren't expecting that. I did that because they were so kind. But anyway, so I really learned a really good lesson on wiring, and you know how the. I think I learned more from my mistake. Oh, of than course, we all do. Yeah, that's that's where we learn our most most of our stuff is through mistakes. Right. Um, so uh, I was really surprised because it was. Uh, uh, you know, when you showed the picture of the before and after, I thought you know, these guys are just giving you the hard, giving you a hard time, lying to you because you moved. They moved the wire for the lights from you know from one piece of metal to another right. part of the same piece of metal. So it was like no, and uh, and I didn't want to tell you that that I think they were giving you uh, tell lying to you because uh, I, I think I actually asked. I don't understand because that what the way you had it should have been fine. And I think you explained to me that there's a, it's a conical washer or something, and it doesn't stay tight, uh, and it right. gets loose. And it was actually the the contact being loose that was causing all the issues. Right. It's the this special washer. I think he said it was combed, a cone nut washer thing. And you know the Jeep rattles a lot and moves around, mm-hmm. vibrates, and so I guess it comes loose. And I actually somebody I I don't remember if it was on Google Plus or Facebook or somewhere they said yep that's true they see that all the time it's a special fiat washer i bet yeah (laughs) (laughs) those bastards all right well that's enough of that and uh we need to uh, get over to our wheeling wear segment josh where can we wheel well just about anywhere that it's legal first and foremost i know here in oregon we are under lockdown for the most part we are under uh, a high uh, ifpl level uh, fire protection level for, for you guys um, which uh, means that most of our uh, public lands are kind of closed down right now. So mm-hmm. that's the one catch-22. Uh, a lot of you out there don't have access to public lands, and you basically only can wheel either illegally uh, or over at off-road parks, which are privately owned. We don't have very many p- off-road parks around here. Uh, so we wheel on public land uh, where the well, the government has basically given us uh, trails to build and, and said you guys can wheel in this area and not much more. Uh, we stay on designated trails. We tread lightly. Um, but when the uh, when it hasn't rained in like nine weeks, uh, things get a little dry, and the Forest Service says, "Yeah, not so much wheeling when it's too much uh, when it's too dry like this." So they've shut things down. So where can you wheel around the nation? Well, um, there's a lot of places that are in a similar situation as us. So uh, if you guys are all shut down, we want to hear about it as well. 
Um, that hasn't stopped We Rock. We Rock is in full swing and has multiple events going on around the nation. This is competition rock crawling and off-road racing at its most extreme. If you guys want a badass spectator sport to get involved in, check out the We Rock uh, events coming up in your area all over the, all over the nation right now. WeRockLive.com for the list and schedule. Of course, I'm going to be at the Salem Jeepers Summer Jam, the fourth annual Salem Jeepers Summer Jam, this weekend, August 1st, in Robertson Motors down in Salem, Oregon. For more information and pictures of previous events and everything else you need to know about the event, head to SalemJeepers.com. Uh, that's about it, guys. Oh, I do have one more. Rock the Ozarks 2015, September 3rd through the 7th, Hot Springs, Arkansas. For more information, head to ChristianCrawlers4x4 at gmail.com. This is a great family event, and you guys definitely want to get on board with this. And don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition, than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or even a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to news tips at jeeptalkshow.com. So, Josh, I got to know you uh, you were ordering some uh, cards to go on this uh, this uh, Jeep event this weekend. Did, you, did they come in? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, oh. they did not. I thought it was a little I, close for the event. You no, know, they they promised me uh, uh, by the thirtieth they were not here. Uh, so well, maybe I they'll am come tomorrow. Pissed. Yeah, they're going to come tomorrow to my work where I'm not going to be. So ah, uh, of that's, course. That's uh, they'll they'll be there Monday and they'll be there for the next show. So yes, we'll have some cards to hand out for the Jeep Pop Show. Oh, well, at least you got some. Hey, don't forget to follow us over on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or friend us or like us or circle us like vultures. I don't know. Uh, I guess that's Google+. Plus. Oh, and uh, actually, we got a uh, the our Jeep Talk Show name on Google+, Plus as well. So, uh, plus.google.com slash Jeep Talk Show and uh, follow us over there. Or, I'm sorry, circle us over there. You know, they all have to be a little different, don't they? This yep. subscription is what we really need from you guys. Ah, YouTube.com yeah. slash Jeep Talk Show. Get those subscriptions in now. If you guys are listening to this, you have not yet subscribed. Oh, you have to push pause before we go any further, and you must head <laughs> over to YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Get that subscription button hit ASAP. Tammy, where can people find you? You can find me at JeepMama, M-O-M-M-A.com, and I have all those same social media sites as you guys, so... Check it out on my blog under social media, and you can see all my little names. Yeah, if you go over to Google Plus and start following uh, Tammy, you can see Muddy Mama. There yes. You you oh, yeah, the Mudderella was, was the past <laughs> weekend. I had a blast. You I guys think- can always check us out on our live show every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. Make sure you set the date, set an alarm, and be better than Tony, and wake up on time for the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great Jeep week. See you later. I thought you were training to be a Marine or something in some of those pictures I saw, Tammy. Was there live fire while you were crawling under that uh, <laughs> that razor wire? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great night. <laughs>